This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. Before we start today's show, I have a small request for you, the listeners out there. We at Curious Minnesota are trying to develop this podcast and better understand who our audience is and what you want from this show. So it would be a huge help to us if you could fill out a short anonymous survey about this show. It has nine questions, and all of them, except for one, are multiple choice. And this really shouldn't take much more than a minute or two to complete, but these results will really help us better serve you, the listeners, and provide you with a better show. So you can reach the survey at startribune.com slash curious survey, or at a link that I will put in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. Today's question is about one of those things that's so commonplace in the Twin Cities that we may not realize it's a bit unusual. I'm talking about stucco siding. A large share of the homes in Minneapolis and St. Paul, including my own, are clad in this cement-based product, which is well-regarded for being a tough, low-maintenance exterior. But why does the Twin Cities have so much more stucco siding than other areas? Reader Bill Holmes submitted this question to Curious Minnesota, and today I'm talking with our reporter Nancy No, who wrote a story on this topic for the column. But first, here's Bill. I grew up in War Road, Minnesota, and I noticed after moving to the Twin Cities around 2009 that um, so many of the homes here have stucco exteriors, whereas up north and in War Road, that doesn't seem to be a common exterior. And so I was curious what was behind the prominence of stucco in the Twin Cities housing uh, stock. All right. Well, Nancy, thanks so much for joining us today. So I am, I'm so excited about this conversation. I have a stucco home. I feel like it's sort of a fortress, like it's, you know, anything that Minnesota wants to throw at it. It's basically, it's just so solid wind, rain, whatever. It's not very little maintenance. So I love my, I love my stucco home and I'm not alone. There's lots of people in the Twin Cities who have stucco homes. And I think that this question kind of came about from anecdotal observations, but you actually had some statistics in your story, which were really surprising, even though they kind of match what we think we're seeing around us. But what, what are the, the, what's the data on stucco here in the Twin Cities? <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not alone is what we found out. And the other thing that I found really interesting is not only not alone, but even more so than I thought, it's such a high percentage that it kind of blew me out of the water, too. We looked with the Minneapolis Assessor's Office, and they said that 45% of single-family homes in Minneapolis are clad in stucco. Wow. So, like, almost half of the homes in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then in St. Paul, 30%. And so those numbers just kind of surprised right. me. I don't know if they surprised you, but oh, I, I didn't totally. expect such a high number. But, yeah, but yeah and this we is why, are stucco crazy here. This is why, like, I, I love Curious Minnesota, too, is that, you know, readers are seeing this around them, and they're like, hey, what's the deal with this thing? And suddenly we go, and we're like, yeah, wow, this is actually, there's a lot here. You know, this is like a big kind of interesting trend here. Okay, so we have all these stucco homes in Minneapolis. Well, that's great. But I think what makes this so interesting in part is that it's not like stucco is like such a common thing in this area, right? Like it's more associated with southwestern United States. 
Yeah, th- that's a style that we definitely see more in southwestern United States. And so it is surprising, too. Why do we have that here in Minnesota, of all places, and all of, in the Midwest, of all places? Right. So there's an organization called the Lath and Plaster Bureau, right? Yeah, and that's a big reason why, actually, you know, we, we have one here mm-hmm. in Minnesota. It's the only one of trade group of its kind in the Midwest. Okay. And so that's part of why yeah. we have such a prominence here in Minnesota. And we're going to talk about this, but like plastering and stuccoing, if that's a verb, <laughs> are these are closely linked. And so stuccoing is sort of one of the trades that's represented by the Lath and Plaster Bureau. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Okay. And I love the name of this organization. It's like, is there a drywall bureau too? Like, I don't know. Every time I open up the walls of my old home, I'm going to think about there's a bureau representing all this laugh that I'm finding and, and whatnot. So uh, that's great. Okay, so to that point where we're talking about these being intertwined trades, like what is stucco anyway? I mean, you know, I see it on the side of my house. I know that it's like a pretty heavy duty material, but what's sort of the core components of this stuff? The main ingredient in stucco is Portland cement, mm-hmm. and it has a great workability quality to it, durability. And so when Portland cement was introduced as a material Mm -hmm. that really changed the industry. Okay, so now we're into the chronology. Where do we begin this story? We're in the 19th century at some point? Yeah, so Portland cement was introduced in the late 1800s, and then what we saw was the popularity increase, and so this continued through the late teens and into the early 1920s. Okay. And then it really peaked Um, in the U.S. around World War II. Okay. So here's where we're going to sort of get to the answer of the question of why, to the best that we can. So your story talks about how, you know, sort of during this period, we have immigrants coming over. And this is, so so what does that have to do with why there's so much stucco in the Twin Cities? Yeah, we can attribute part of the popularity of stucco in the Twin Cities to Scandinavian and Eastern European immigrants Mm -hmm. who were skilled in plaster work from where they came from. And so when they immigrated here, Mm -hmm. you could see that trade extend into where they were living now. They're bringing over this trade of plastering from their home countries. They get to America. Suddenly there's this sort of cement additive that's making this possible as an exterior cladding, exterior siding, and then they sort of jump right on it because it's very similar to the trade that they already know, essentially? Yeah, exactly. It was very easy to embrace because they were already doing something similar in interior walls. So for an exterior cladding material, it just seemed like the natural progression. Okay. So we have uh, 1871, we get that Portland cement, and then we have like turn of the century immigrants. What's sort of the peak of stucco here in the Twin Cities as far as new homes that are getting uh, constructed? What we saw was stucco being integrated in homes through the late teens and the early 1920s. And then we saw it at its peak in the U.S. around World War II. Okay. And these, you know, these tradespeople, I think, and this is part of what you wrote about as well, is that these tradespeople are sort of passing this down and there are sort of these stucco families, right, in the Twin Cities. I mean, so it wasn't like it ended with one generation. It was sort of a generational trade to some degree. Yeah, and that's one of the things that people attribute to why we have such a strong presence of stucco because there were some prominent families who really promoted it and Mm -hmm. it 
was passed on from generation to mm-hmm. generation among okay. family members. Right. And so people, people might see some of these trucks riding or vans riding around. What are some of these family names that we might be familiar with? Yeah. If you ask the tradespeople who they give respect to, some common names <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. pop up. And um, they include the Minuti, the Donnelly, the Conrad, um, mm-hmm. Conroy, and um, Brisson families okay. who really helped propel the trade. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it peaks around World War II. Is that right? Yeah. And then what mm-hmm. what happens? Like, I mean, this this stuff is great. Why are we not stuccoing anymore? <laughs> it seems like this is this should go on forever. Why did we uh why did it not become as popular? And again, I think this kind of gets to that link that we've been talking about between plastering and stucco. Yeah. So drywall is basically the reason, you know, what happened post war was the building boom and mm-hmm. then you know, drywall became a really prominent construction material. So Stucco pretty much went to the wayside right, more okay. during this building boom. So if I'm following you, essentially, uh, <clears throat> because plaster was no longer as popular for interior walls because drywall had come around, it was so much easier, all these things, then the trade of plastering and thereby stucco, which are linked, um, sort of suffered as a result. Is that my Exactly. Tying that together. Okay. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, and so today, if you see new homes in the Twin Cities, I'm guessing, I mean, and we're going to talk about some exceptions to this in a second, but most of them don't have stucco siding. So what is like the most common siding in new homes in Minnesota? Not the Twin Cities, but Minnesota generally. Today, the most common material is vinyl. Okay. And so that's what you'll see. It's It's been prominent for a while, and it continues to be a, a strong material as okay. far as new construction. Okay. But there are some, there is, there are stucco homes that are getting built these days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, stucco is still a very coveted material. It's known, you know, for its durability, for being weather resistant. And, you know, we all love that mm-hmm. living in Minnesota. But because it's applied by hand, of course, it's going to cost more money. So what we pretty much see is it's existent in more higher-end homes. Oh, okay. Like new, these new homes, big new homes that are luxury homes, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And for so many reasons, you know, it's durability. It's it's known to last more than 50 years. And if you, some people will argue even 100 years. And mm-hmm. I guess we can see some examples where we see homes that are over 100 years old, right. clad in stucco, that are yeah. still standing, not a crack in it. Yeah. So and it's low maintenance. I mean, there's people who I, you know, if you have wooden siding, you got to be out there making sure that paint is on there right and there's not rot and stuff like that, which is really not so much. I mean, there are issues with stucco, but not quite the same. Yeah, exactly. There are so many different reasons in why, including the low maintenance. I mean, you, you'll never have to paint stucco mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. All the things that we we would rather not do okay. <laughs> over and over again. So lest this be sort of too much of a uh, an ad for stucco, we should talk about the flaws that happened, the bad reputation that it's suddenly, it's recovering from. But there was a problem with new stucco homes. When was this, in the 80s or 90s? Yeah, it all it hasn't always been sunshine and roses for stucco. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I, I do. Mm-hmm. I remember people complaining, oh, my home's made of stucco. And this this really was an anomaly of a, a, a very specific period of time. Okay. In the late 1980s, through the 1990s into the early 2000s, mm-hmm. what was happening at the time is materials started changing for building and the trades weren't talking to each other pretty okay. much. And so what happened was windows and flashing were being installed improperly. Okay. And that would cause 
water, leaks, things like that. And so that really was what was at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People blame stucco. They're just like, oh, my. Right. But basically it was the crafts and the trades having to communicate mm-hmm. when this was happening. Because what you'll be told is there was nothing wrong with any of the materials. Right, right. When we're talking about all three of these. But it was how it's they just, were getting applied. Yeah. And so. Well, they figured it out. Yeah, they okay. figured it out. And so <laughs> now we're good. That's good. So stucco is still, still great. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and people are still putting stucco on their homes, and, and the advocates will say yeah. it lasts forever. And Well, I love it. I love the fact that it's on my home. I mean, it's I'm just completely hypothetical, but if my walls weren't there, it feels like the place would still kind of stand up, you know? I mean, it's like it's adding a level of structure to the home to some degree, but it's cool to have that on the side of my home, not to you know, play up my own home too much. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I have it. <laughs> yeah, I know I know what you mean because I love stucco for its practical reasons. I, I don't have a stucco home, but mm-hmm. but also I just appreciate the aesthetic. You mm-hmm. know, you, we see it in everything from the mix of stucco with brick or stucco with stone. It's such a great looking natural material. And right. even architects will, will tell you that. Right. And, you know, one of our more well-known um, architects who built homes around the Twin Cities, Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, he really admired stucco. So you, we could see that in mm-hmm. the Prairie style right. type of homes that well, that's, yeah. are around the Twin Cities, too. And that's so I just love it. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, you, we're talk, we, we've been talking about early 1900s, and now we're talking about present-day homes. And so as you're mentioning, I mean, so like what are the different styles that stucco is working for? Because, I mean, my home I don't think was originally clad in stucco and now it is. But, I mean, I mean, what are some of the different styles of architecture that are also stucco here in the Twin Cities? You know, the, there's everything from colonial, we'll see Victorian-style homes, southwestern, mm-hmm. modern homes clad in stucco. There's just a wide range. And, and that is why it's loved so much. It's not just one style of home. Mm -hmm. It can really apply to a range of architectural styles. Mm -hmm. And that just is a testament to how classic it is as a material. Yeah. Well, Nancy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm fascinated by stucco. I never thought I would say those words, but uh, (laughs) now that I own a stucco home, it fascinates me. And it's so interesting that we're that this sort of anecdotal thing that we think we're seeing around. I didn't even know that we were unusual in this way until sort of we got into this and you wrote this story. I, I guess I assumed that that's what the whole country looked like. And I've never paid enough attention to this, but we are a bit odd in this way. Yeah, I was really happy to write the story because it was something I was curious about too, and and really found some really surprising things. So, yeah. So it was it was great, and thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Nancy. Okay, that's it for today's show. If you have a minute to fill out that survey, I would really appreciate it. You can find it at StarTribune.com/slash/curious-survey or at a link that I will put in the show notes. A big thanks to Matt Gilmer for editing this show. And as always, if you're enjoying this show, please tell a friend about it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.